Welcome to Everyday NLP Bites podcast season three. I've entitled this season In Conversation With because I'm speaking to people who have an interest in NLP or who train in NLP to find out more about how they use it. For those of you that um, have not been watching or listening to earlier podcasts, my name is Florence Madden. I'm an NLP trainer and coach based in Cumbria in the north of England. And I'm also the author of The Intention Impact Conundrum and Everyday NLP, a book that I co-wrote with my friend and associate, Eleni Sorrento. So, as I say, I'm speaking to people who have an interest in NLP, either for their own life, for their own work, or people who train others in NLP or who are coaches. I've been asking everybody the same questions. What's the concept in NLP that has meant the most to you? And probably more importantly still, how has that impacted on your life and work? I'm thrilled to be joined this week by Claire Bradshaw. Claire and I also uh, co-trained together on an advanced coaching course. And when Claire's not doing that, she is a coach and trainer in her own right and her business is Claire Bradshaw Associates. Anyway, I'm sure you'll find out a lot more about Claire as we go through this. But for now, Claire, over to you. What's been important to you in NLP and how has that impacted on your life and work? Hi, Florence. Um, It's so good to be here, I have to say, and I'm loving your background um, today. (laughs) Beautiful Allswater. Um, and, And thanks for inviting me. And... So the thing that's most impacted for me about NLP, and you mentioned personal and professional, and it extends to both, absolutely, is about the mind-body connection. And um, if I might tell you a a very short story about myself and why that's that's become important to me. Um, So you can't see on Zoom um, very clearly. I'm sitting down, I'm in my shed in the garden. Um, actually I'm quite tall I think you'll testify to um to that Florence so nearly six feet tall which is quite unusual for a woman and I've always been super tall and when I was at school I was head and shoulders literally above other people and so I spent a lot of my childhood trying to make myself smaller you know trying to fit in kind of shrinking physically down and through the lens of NLP, I've started to recognize the kind of a psychological impact of that, perhaps the emotional impact of that um, as well. Just, you know, that metaphor of hiding and being smaller, you know, in terms of my presence in the world, perhaps, um, in terms of confidence um, and so on. And so NLP has helped me to recognize the fundamental connection between how we are physically, and what's going on for us mentally and emotionally mm. as well. And kind of finding peace with how I am physically um, has come about through, um, you know, some sort of reprogramming sounds a bit robotic, but it is about thinking about how I see the world um, and how I think about things that are going on in the world and what the part that I choose to play in that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose you were kind of, Querying about the world, re, the word reprogramming, but I suppose another way of putting that is just changing your patterns of thinking and patterns of behaviour. 
Yeah. Because those are programs, I guess, that we run. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a word that, that comes up so often in coaching um, and in NLP is about attention and where we choose to place our attention and really, you know, sitting with that and, and focusing. And I think what NLP has given me is the opportunity to pay more attention to my somatic self, my physical self. Your somatic um, self? So think, for example, you know, we've talked in, in sessions before about this idea of, you know, gut feelings and, and things being in our heart and, you know, the, that uh, feeling in the pit of your stomach, those kinds of phrases. And I think until, you know, NLP really helped me understand the importance of those things. I think before I've been pretty much in my head, you know, I like studying, I was quite you know bright at school and things like that and had really prioritized the thinking aspect and I think you know NLP helped me recognize that that is only part of who we are as people and paying attention to what is going on in our bodies as well as the other elements is key to understanding ourselves key to our own self-awareness and then key to how we impact others um, our relationships um, how effective we are in the work that we do, how effective we are as coaches, how we build and maintain the relationship, personal relationships as well. You know, it, it's, it figures everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about, I suppose what I'm hearing is you talking about being, I suppose, greater personal awareness. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's, that's been a bit of a, um, a journey as well. So in terms of my practice as a coach and a trainer, starting to pay more attention to the environment that that takes place in as well. So this, you know, it, again, getting out of our heads, getting into our bodies and our place in the environment that we're in whether that's indoors or particularly outdoors i think so how we are in a space resensitizing ourselves to what's going on around us physically really helping us being able to process um knowing not just in our heads but in ourselves as well yeah so as a coach because i know you've done some podcasts as well the outdoor coach um a lot of your coaching is based in the outdoors i think where where my clients want to work in that way and you know when it's not horrible weather like it is today and that's going to be a massive distraction um from the coaching but yeah certainly where it's appropriate and you know there is that is going to be useful for my clients and it's something that they would like to explore and yeah definitely coaching outside for lots lots of reasons connected with this this mind body connection yeah really so finding you know some of the some of the clients that i work with are you know really are academics or really bright people that spend a lot of time thinking and you know they're really clever folk yeah and taking them outside 
helps them recognize and know things in quite a different way to that encouraging them to pay attention to what's going on for themselves physically and their place in a space in relation to other things um i've found to really help them yeah um and to think not in terms of kind of academic speak or kind of this kind of language that we might use when we're writing a report or something official for work but starting to really tune into the abundant metaphors that we see you know outside um i was working with somebody um a few weeks ago who was talking about being top of the tree um in their workplace for example you know and that's a whole you can explore that idea through those kinds of metaphors in a different way to perhaps you would do um, if you were using work language well of course um so much of our behavior more than 90 percent of our behavior is driven by the unconscious mind and and the unconscious mind is metaphorical and symbolic um and I, i think what i really notice and like about what you're saying is okay the awareness of the somatic self the awareness of what's going on inside and recognizing that that has a key part to play as well as what's going on in our head but also to recognize on the one hand maybe the impact of environment but also how the environment that we're in can make a difference and the picture behind me is of Oldswater where you and I have spent a fair bit of time um, because this is where I run my courses and one of the reasons I run my courses here well it's probably fairly obvious from the picture the environment you know really brings something to other people's learning to all of our learning actually not other people do you know that made such an impression for me so the setting you know the, the Oldswater setting so when I first came to you on the practitioner um, course I'd um, received and delivered a lot of the training um, up to that point in um, the buildings with no windows you know in basements where you couldn't see anything and there were pipes running over the roof and you know really challenging um, spaces to receive training and I remember having a conversation with you that that on that first course about how important the environment is yeah to our learning that spaciousness that value that um there's so much isn't there yeah in- um yeah there's so much about that space to think um and someone that has got nothing to do with the world of NLP but who both of us know and, and, and admires Nancy Klein mm. and you know she always says that you know where we meet people where we work with people where we train people has got to say that they matter mm. and yeah I agree with you I think some of the places I've trained people in the past haven't necessarily done that and that's why Oldswater draws me back all the time mm. But yeah, I think it's it's kind of a do your best thing, really, as far as environment's concerned. But it's so interesting how you've just taken that on a stage further, which is um, how, I suppose, the wisdom, for want of a better word, that you can draw from what you notice outdoors. Absolutely. You know, and there's a... There's a some research a theory about um our emotional connection 
with outside as well. So this idea that we know biologically that we are connected with the earth, with the environment. And so when we step outside um, and when we're coaching outside with somebody else, there's the how much more accessible our emotions become to us. So, uh, the, you know, our understanding um, broadens. So our understanding of, say, you know, somebody who wants to work through a particular issue or a concern that they've got, they can know that in their heads, but they, by being, just being outside and our biological connection with that can help them know that in, in an emotional sense. And when that knowing happens, the recognition, the awareness grows, and then they've got more choice, more agency over what happens with that. Yeah. Something else that came to mind just as you were speaking is that because we do spend so much time, most of us anyway, indoors and when people come to you as a coachee or come to me as a, a coachee they're often coming with a a situation that they see as a problem yeah and they are seeing it in a particular way so it strikes me that taking people out of their normal environment you are you're you're, you're shifting things into a different context which uh, from the conversations, not just the one we've had now, but ones we've had in the past, if there's something really freeing about shifting the context and letting people see their issue, problem, their challenge, whatever, from in a different way. And uh, what a pleasurable way to do that in the outdoor. <laughs> well, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? So what, yeah, so much of coaching is about perspective, isn't it? So as you say, being able to see it from another position. Yeah. is really important and that well-being aspect that you just alluded to mm. as well you know being outside is good for us you know there's a whole host of evidence around that now isn't there um just the very act of being outside in itself um supports that learning and development mm. thank you um well I don't know what your reaction is to the idea of learning and training and being coached in the outdoors or in the Lake District. If it's something that you quite fancy, Claire and I are running an advanced coaching course for executive coaches in October. Very nice in the Lake District in October, as long as you've got the right clothes on. So, um, <laughs> You know, if you want to find out more about Claire, Claire Dawes, Claire, what's your website? It is www.clairembradshaw, so that's Claire with everything in, I's and E's, mbradshaw.co.uk. Okay, that will also be in the, um, the blurb that goes with the video or the podcast. Or if all else fails, you can get in contact with me and I'll put you in contact with Claire. So my thanks to you for watching or listening, however you're consuming this podcast. And my thanks to Claire for taking time to do this with me today. Next week, um, I'll be welcoming Mike Rollins, whose business is Six Inches to the Right. That wasn't a description of where he is. That's the name of the business. But he'll tell you more about that if you join us next week. So thank you for joining us now and hope we'll see you again. Bye for now. Thanks, Florence.